Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham in Dallas. Make sure you follow us all over social media, whether it's on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room at mandu.com. Your first workout's free. Wilson County Hyundai, if you need a new car, check out uh, what they have to offer in Lebanon at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Uh, Calvin and Subtle for your brand-new hardwood floors and finishings at calvinandsubtle.com. And the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So, Zach, the Cowboys almost pulled it off. I mean, it, it was crazy of how that game went last night, uh, is that the, the Bucks had multiple opportunities to pull away by two scores, and turnovers didn't allow that to happen. I saw this, and it was, uh, you know, it's one of the, the first times that a team has turned the ball over four times in a game and still won in the opening week of the season, let alone it's the defending Super Bowl champs. But uh, overall, how did you feel about watching that Cowboys-Bucks game? You felt it from a couple different emotions because you're a lifelong Bucks fan who's coming off of a Super Bowl tra- championship, and you were in Dallas at the launch of our A to Z Sports Dallas market in Texas Live watching their home team uh, really go toe-to-toe with the defending champs. Well, yeah, and I was well surrounded by it a thousand minimum a thousand cowboy fans uh at texas live because the the thing holds like six thousand people and that's probably (laughs) what we're going to be uh getting into uh in a couple weeks on monday night against the eagles but yeah i I did i had mixed emotions i was you know that 90s song torn i was torn like that, that that's that's where i was i but deep down i'll be honest i i wanted the Tampa bay buccaneers to win uh, I'm a Bucks fan first. And the whole reason why we do this stuff and the reason why I'm passionate about sports is because, weirdly enough, uh, it's because of the Bucks. Because, uh, you know, I grew up in Nashville. Quick story. Grew up in Nashville. They didn't have an NFL team. NFL, yes, hadn't come. And I, I went to my first NFL game when I was seven in 1994 for the Bucks against the L.A. Rams, the then L.A. Rams, before they moved to St. Louis and back to L.A. And that's been my team. Tampa Bay? They were the better team last night, even though, man, that it was just a great game. It was a great back and forth because Tampa, who's picked by eight and a half points, and you called that yesterday. Or nine, nine and a half is what he got up to. Oh, did it? Yeah. Well, a little too much, right? And you kind of called that yesterday. Tampa played, made plenty of mistakes, though, right? Chris Godwin himself, I know he made the big play down the sidelines on that back shoulder catch but he made mistakes he missed a perfectly thrown deep ball to get them in scoring position he fumbled the football at the goal line these are things that you cannot do and the Cowboys were unable to take full advantage of some of those mistakes and we know what the Bucs are the Bucs are driven by solid defense and Tom Brady they have so many weapons they just have to make sure Leonard Fournette doesn't mess them up oh, and they don't make mistakes, right? They yeah. let the Cowboys back into that game, but it just wasn't enough. But, man, it was it was exciting 
when Zerline, I mean, you you hear people rumbling in this bar like, cut Zerline, <laughs> cut his ass. Or like in the second quarter after he missed the field goal and the extra point. Yeah. And then they're praying to Greg Zerline at the end to get them the one-point lead before giving the ball back to Tom Brady. Yeah, so it, was, it, was, it, it was fun. It was kind of similar to the Titans-Broncos uh, game week one from last year on primetime. And it wasn't to the extent, but – Steven Goskowski missed four kicks and then hit the game winner. So Greg Zerline missed two kicks. One was from 60, so you don't really you know, fault him that much. And then an extra point, and then he hit what could have been a game winner, but Tom Brady got it done. And there's a lot of comments from you guys this morning. Uh, Colton saying if Dak is healthy, that Cowboys offense is good. I mean, it's better than good, man. They have weapons galore. Uh, they don't even use Ezekiel Elliott, who's making $15, $16 million a year. Uh, they don't even give him the damn ball. But he's well, that was, that. A, that was an interesting game plan. Uh, yeah. That was a Kellen Moore game plan. I don't think that uh, it was a anti-Zeke he's done. I think that was just the game plan to go in. And they felt like they are going to have to compete with Tom Brady in that offense. And at the end of the day, they did. Now, C.D. Lamb has to learn how to catch early on in that game. But he did have a little bit of redemption late. But that that offense is powerful. And oh man, God, I mean, it is refreshing, right? Probably for Cowboy fans not to see old uh, Gucci Danucci or Gilbert or Andy Dalton out there, and they finally have their star back. Right, right. So Dak throws for four hundred. Ceedee Lamb goes for over a hundred, scores a touchdown. I mean, there's just a lot of plays made. Uh, last night, Brady throwing for 300-plus and four touchdowns. So, I mean, really great season opener. But, Zach, what lesson did it teach us all about how to win uh, in the NFL? So, this topic was actually brought up in our post-game show, A to Z Sports Dallas, with uh, Jesse Holly, a former Dallas Cowboys wide receiver, and our host, Will Steele. And they were talking about kind of the elite conversation of Dak. We all know Dak is better than those backups that were mentioned before. And he came back, he had to get his sea legs under him, right? His Literally his legs as he's coming off of that gruesome injury. But I think the lesson that we all learned, and more importantly, NFL football fans have learned going into this season if you're trying to compete with the greatest of all time because the Bucs have the crown. you got to take it away from them. They're not going to go down by just handing over that Lombardi trophy. And that is... At the end of the game, if you're an elite team and you're an elite quarterback, you have to close the game out. You have to have the wherewithal and the capability to not just settle for a a game-leading field goal, but to get first downs and not give the ball back to the best quarterback. And that's something that Dak was unable to do. They had that great play by CeeDee Lamb down the sideline that got them into scoring position. Mm -hmm. And then what happened? First down, nothing happened. They ran it with Zeke. And then second down happened. Then they they had a holding penalty that pushed them back to third and forever. You can't have third and 20 and expect to win because what happened? They gave the ball back to the Bucs with a buck 42 on the clock. 24. A 24, a buck, even. A buck 24. <laughs> I'm a little dyslexic there with, with 80, 42. 84 seconds. <laughs> and here's the key. One timeout. The Bucks burned a timeout because of a penalty. Yeah, yeah. Then Brady throws the ball in the stands three straight times. 
You cannot allow that to happen if you are an elite quarterback. Because in those moments, Austin, the reason why I brought this up for today's show is because of what we did on yesterday's show. And we talked a lot about Super Bowl aspirations. We heard A.J. Brown talk about them. The chat was live yesterday. And one of the things we're talking about, can the, the Titans win a Super Bowl? I think the lesson I learned last night is, can Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, and Derrick Henry as a group led by Ryan Tannehill close out a game like last night and not give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson because God knows he can't run the ball anymore uh, with his running backs or lack thereof. Well, they're bringing it. Like, they're very. The Ravens are very lucky that Latavius Murray is just kind of walking around like available. Like, hey. <laughs> but but can they close out a yeah. game and not give the ball back? Because the same thing happens with elite quarterbacks like Tom Brady. They go down there and they get points. All right. So so you're talking about. Can the Titans, if they were Dak Prescott and the Cowboys last night, score a touchdown, not just settle for a field goal, or at least get one more first down? Yeah, you you don't want to score a touchdown. You want to get one. You want to move the sticks and use Zeke, in this case, Derrick Henry, if we're talking about the Titans, to get move the sticks and force the Bucks to waste all their timeouts. And instead of Ryan Suckup kicking the game-winning field goal. Greg Zerline kicks a 32-yarder. All right, so that's interesting. I think you're right. I mean, the lesson is you cannot give Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, maybe Russell Wilson. I mean, there's a uh, Josh Allen's kind of a tweener in that. You like you cannot give the top five quarterbacks in this league over a minute, a minute. twenty-four seconds. You cannot give them over a minute because here's the crazy thing: is that they the, the Bucks got in winning range super quick and they if they needed a touchdown they could have scored a touchdown to win that game if they had to have it but Brady just decided to you know play it safe throw it in the the stands a few times just to run the clock down even further but all right so that's look it's a good question uh let's ask everybody this what's your confidence level in Ryan Tannehill this season one through ten what is your confidence level in Ryan Tannehill this season, one through ten, one is no way he, he can play uh, enough well enough for the Titans to be successful. And ten, you think Ryan Tannehill can win the Titans the Super Bowl? Anywhere in between. Uh, what's your confidence level in Ryan Tannehill this season? But real quick, let me tell you guys about one of our great sponsors, and that is uh, the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care whenever an injury happens to you which happens in life for someone you know and love make sure you know where to go to who to turn to and who to trust with your recovery to get back to health the bone and joint institute they do everything in that one facility to streamline the process to make it easy on you boneandjointtn.org is where to go AZ Sports Bet MGM. Download the app today. They have you covered. They are the official title sponsor of this morning show. They are the king of sports books. What you need to do is go to your app store after this show and download the Bet MGM app. I'm in Texas right now. I'm flying back this afternoon. Maybe the first app besides texting, but, but maybe the first app I get on to place some bets for this weekend. Plus, 
We got Alan Bell and Brian Edwards. Hopefully they'll be feeding me some picks like they did at K-State. Won me a yeah. hundred bucks to get my weekend off right. I yeah, like what's that. what's this week's Kansas State? We'll find out hopefully with A to Z Sports Picks at 2 o'clock Central Time. Absolutely. So download that app today. All right, so what is uh, your confidence level in Ryan Tannehill? One through ten is the scale. I'm trying to – we've got a lot of comments fly in, so I'm trying to, to go up to the top. Jeff says ten. Roy says big fat ten. I see uh, Steven and Jeff with back-to-back sevens. Ronnie and Jimmy uh, with back-to-back eights. Uh, Robert says uh, Tannehill should be in that conversation also. Uh, I think he's like 20 uh, – he has like 23 comebacks under two minutes. I'm not sure about that overall, Robert, but I do know that Ryan Tannehill has been near the tops of the NFL in fourth quarter game-winning drives uh, as the Titans starter since he took over uh, in October 2019. Rond and Justin both going with nines. Aaron says 8.5. Afio says 7. Colton 8.5. Jared says 9. And I'm only all, so, so high because they have Julio, not Corey Davis. Uh, Larry says 10. Zach Carpenter says 11. G-Man says 7. Daniel with 8. So far, Zach, I think the lowest I've seen is a seven. I'm trying to, you know, speed scroll to see if I anything catches my eye. Uh, Andrew with a six so far. Now the new lowest, but a lot of eights, a lot of nines. There's definitely some tens. Now I, I did see another six from Nicholas, and I saw somebody commented. William on YouTube says regular season nine, playoffs five, and you know William, you're not wrong <laughs> because. Uh, Ryan Tannehill in the playoff games from two seasons ago, he helped them get that 14, nothing lead over Baltimore early, like first play the second quarter early tightens up 14, nothing with a bomb to Khalif Raymond. He helped them get up seven, nothing in new England the week before to the Patriots throwing that touchdown pass to Anthony Ferkser. He got them up last year, seven, nothing throwing a touchdown to AJ Brown against the Ravens, but he couldn't finish it. And so that's what we're talking about is what's your confidence level in him in him having that clutch aspect in the playoffs when it matters because he's been great in the regular season. In the second half of these playoff games, he hasn't done too much. Yeah, and so you have to take the full full work, right? I mean, yeah. that, that's the full slate of work. I, I, I think you bring up a valid point. He has been really good in the regular season. I think he's played at an elite level. I don't think he's an elite quarterback. I think that he has an opportunity over the next couple of years, especially this year, to maybe be in that conversation if he proves to a, a lot of people across the, the, the country that he can sustain and be consistent with that elite play. I think that I think the chat is correct, though. I think that the confidence level is not 10 or a 9, but I think it's closer to a seven or eight. So I'll split it right in the middle. And I'll say a 7.5 because I think I think Ryan Tannehill now has the extra weapon. Julio Jones is better than Corey Davis. Another year of Derrick Henry is always a good year at this point in his career. It's, the same goes for A.J. Brown, who is salivating to go to Jacobs to get another chain to say 1K, 1K, 1K. So to add to his collection. I think I'm at a 7.5, you know, with Brady and Rogers and R Wilson, the, that we, we talked about before. I mean, I think you have to be at a nine, right? A nine or a 10 when you talk about what we're discussing. And that is, can you close a game out? 
Ryan Tannehill is smart. And the, I think uh, we talk about attributes, and I know this is early on, right even before the season. One of the my favorite attributes about Ryan Tannehill that I have learned by getting to know Ryan Tannehill with him being the, uh, the Titans quarterback just over the two short years, his toughness. That guy will stand in and take a hit. Like Brady uses his mind to avoid hits because he gets the ball out quickly. And when he's falling down, he still completes passes, which is crazy. But Ryan Tannehill will get smacked in the mouth. He doesn't give a damn. He'll also use his athleticism. But his toughness, I think, really has increased my confidence rating in 17. My final answer is 7.5. I agree with the chat. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to read the Dom's. He says, four games, guys, four games. Y'all are ready to say Tannehill isn't good in the playoffs after four games jumping the gun. I mean, four games, and they've all kind of been similar. In all four of these playoff games, Ryan Tannehill has helped the Titans get an early lead, and then in the two that they've lost, he hasn't done enough or anything in the second half to – What's the discussion? What are we talking about? And we're talking about the – we're talking about – what happened last night? Dak Prescott and the Cowboys could not control that game themselves. They they put themselves up, but they left 84 seconds on the clock, which was too min- too long. Are you Brady a closer? Can you close? I, I mean, that is life. Are you a closer? Can you get the job done? And obviously, Tom Brady and those guys can. We got to find out in the playoff games last year in the wild card game. Ryan Tannehill was not a closer. Well, and, and the, the Titans offense as a whole had issues. I mean, Arthur Smith had probably one of his worst uh, play calling performances as a Titans play caller in that wild card game. Corey Davis had a mysterious hip injury. Uh, AJ Brown kind of got quiet after initially uh, jumping out of the gates hot. Uh, and then they had nobody else to throw to because Johnny was banged up and having a block. Uh, Derek Henry was getting stuffed. By the Ravens, you have to give them credit. So, you know, it, it's tough because we're talking one through ten, and you say seven and a half, and I'm trying to like figure out, you know, where do I land in this? Because the the goal for the Titans is to not just to you know go twelve and five in the regular season this year. It's not just to win the AFC South. Those are all goals I would think of this franchise, but it is to win in deep in late January and to win in February because I think the Titans have a roster that's talented enough to do that, but can the quarterback win something for them when it's on his shoulders when it's 30 degrees outside? Because last year we saw him drive the field to get a game-winning kick against Denver. We saw him drive the field to, 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 to win the game in week two against Jacksonville and get it done in week three in Minnesota. That's three weeks in a row to start the season where Tannehill was in a spot they had to go win the game, and he got them to win those games. So we saw him do it against Pittsburgh at home last year, but Gaskowski missed the kick. So we've seen Tannehill do this several times in the regular season. So if this was regular season, I'm with I'm with the person who, who said earlier that it's a nine. But this, you know, it's more than just that. And so that's why I, I kind of dropped down to a seven. Seven's where I'm at, a flat seven in Ryan Tannehill. He's done it so many times from September through December. But can he finish a game in January beyond the last regular season week? And my confidence dropped, 
you know, I'm, so I'm, I'm down, right? I think a nine regular season, five playoffs is pretty right. So I'll split it right there with a seven overall in Tannehill. Look, and I know passing yards doesn't tell the whole story. And I'm not, it's not about yards, right? It's about games. I'm not, yeah, I'm not box yeah. score reading. I'm not trying right. to do that. But 165 right. yards, 209 yards, 88 and 72 in four individual games, does it scream that you're the guy? And I don't think that they traded for Ryan Tannehill to be the guy, but in this league, Austin, you know who wins Super Bowls? Quarterbacks. And look, we had a we had a, a valid criticism early on in in Chris Flint says, "Is Aaron Rodgers a closer?" Well, yes, he is because in 2010 he closed out a Super Bowl to win the big game. The last two years, he hasn't been at that great of a closer. Now, you can make excuses or reasons or whatever that is, but he went on the road and got blown out by San Francisco in San Fran and then lost at home to the Bucks in Green Bay. That, But he has closed before. Ryan Tannehill has never closed in the playoffs. I don't see a game in the playoffs in his four, and that's all we can go by, that I'm seeing Ryan Tannehill – 278 yards, three touchdowns, or 272 yards, two touchdowns. That tells me Ryan Tannehill put the team on his back when they need to. And this is a passing league, guys, right? Like, you're going to have to close out. They're going to put eight in the box late in the game when you try to run the clock out for Derrick Henry. Now, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't because Derrick Henry's a beast. But you got to be able to move the sticks. Dak Prescott was unable to move the sticks last night when he really, truly needed to. I think we're right. I think 7 and 7.5 is the correct answer. I don't think you could go any higher than that. I think I probably got influenced by his toughness and this year's team. I have high expectations for this year's team. I've oh, told you yeah. that. I, I expect them to go to the AFC Championship game. But we also – we both – Picked them to go there, but we also both picked them to lose that game. So unless that- unless they host it, if it's in Nashville and the AFC Championship game is live at Nissan Stadium, I think they win that football. All game. right, so that means the Titans really need to have that second seed, I think, because I don't think the first seed is is touchable uh, this year. Unless the Chiefs get off to a slow start, I mentioned it yesterday. They play six out of their first nine opponents are all playoff teams from a year ago including the Titans. So, hey, that's straight facts, homie. You come to A to Z Sports to get straight facts, that's straight facts. It would not be out of this world if they didn't start out stellar because of the beginning of their schedule. Fair. All right, let's go ahead and do this because I I think, you know, we've talked a lot about Ryan Tannehill today. We've talked a lot of Titans. I I do have two non-Titans storylines for Sunday, but that Titans fans need to pay attention to. So it's not in the Titans-Cardinals game, but it is storylines that the Titans fans need to pay attention to and how it affects them moving forward. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yes, Wilson County Hyundai is where to get your next ride. It is simple. Quick trip down I-40, exit 236. Austin and I, we go there. We go to the dealership. We talk to Payne Bone. I drive a Hyundai. It just makes sense. I'm not going to lie to you, okay? And if you know me personally or on this show, I don't lie. I don't have time to make up more lies after I lie. So I don't lie. And I'm not lying to you when you can get the best car possible for you or your family at this car dealership. 
WilsonCountyHyundai.com, whether it's they got a four-door sedan that has your name on it. It's called the Sonata. I have one. It's dominant. If you've got a family, ditch the Zero, a.k.a. the minivan, and get with a hero, which is the 2021 Hyundai Palisade. Just go look at it. You don't have to buy it. Just go test drive it. Wilson County Hyundai has you covered at a great price. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Download the BetMGM app today. Use this code, guys, ATOZ100. ATOZ100. And all you got to do, once you deposit money after you use that code, ATOZ100, make your first deposit and then place a $1 Moneyline wager on any college football game. A $1 Moneyline wager on any college football game, you're going to get 100 bucks if either team in said game scores a touchdown. Easy as that. I mean, just trying to give you 100 bucks to jumpstart your bankroll right there at BetMGM. They have the king of sportsbooks. Download that app today. Use code ATOZ100 uh, for a $1 Moneyline wager to win you $100 if either team in college football scores a touchdown. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years old or must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. Talking NFL storylines here on this Friday show. We still have SEC picks coming up and our mortgage picks coming up presented by BetMGM. But I think for the Titans, like obviously Titans fans are amped up and jacked up to watch Titans Cardinals noon central kickoff. And it's a pick them, right? Titans uh, are at home, favored by three. Yeah, so technically a pick them, but three point th- the Titans are a three-point favorite, yes. Over-under set at 52 um, as of right now. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're, we'll be live, by the way, at the mainstay at 11.30 for pregame, a uh, halftime postgame show all day long there at the mainstay. But I, I do think there are really good matchups throughout the AFC and the NFL on Sunday. And the Titans fans – there's two games in particular that I really that I'm really interested in seeing how they play out. The first one involves your week two and your week three opponent, where your division rival has several question marks with health, with quarterback play, and that's the Seahawks and Colts, also a noon kickoff in Indianapolis. The Seahawks come to Indy. Seattle's favored by three. Uh, as of right now, but I mean, it, you you have an opportunity to, to see how these two teams stack up against each other because you play them next. And does Carson Wentz look rusty? Does he look healthy? Is he effective? Does he get rid of the ball quick? Is he taking sacks against an opponent with the Seahawks who are not that great when it comes to uh, defense, but you want to see how the Colts defense, it's the best thing the Colts have, is their defense, how do they match up with the Seahawks offense? Because the Seahawks have horses on the outside, just like the Titans have horses on the outside. So where are the advantages to take a, to, to go there? So I, I think Seahawks-Colts is something that, I don't know if you're a multi-TV person or if you're a red zone person or what, but you need to keep your eye on Seahawks-Colts side-by-side uh, side with Titans-Cardinals on Sunday. I'm a Sunday ticket person. I got five games going at a time. I've sat next to you for every NFL game over the last four years, and I and I see all the uh, NFL straight into your veins, trying to process everything at once. But that's that's one that we need on the bigger screen. 
It's like uh, I, it, it's like I'm a crack addict at a crack den. I yes. give me all the football. I want all the football right into my face on my television screen at the mainstay and or this year on our way games. We've got Mill Creek Tack Room that's going to be lit right on my screen or on my phone. I got a I got a phone. I got hell. If I had another tablet, I would put that on there too. Yes. So I I I agree with this pick because i'm also intrigued with this game yeah and so eric says you can't compare the colts wide receivers to the titans wide receivers and i did not do that eric <laughs> i said i think it's a good thing to see how the colts can defend the passing game of the seahawks because that can the seahawks passing game is very potent and high powered with a lot of guys out there who can run and the titans have a similar I think the Titans have a better wide receiver group, but it's a good test to see how the Colts can defend. I think the Colts are going to come out there and use Jonathan Taylor. I think that is going to be their recipe to, like, uh, the Cowboys, you thought that they were going to ease Dak into it. No. He nope. did the ball 50-plus times. So, at which the Colts using Jonathan Taylor does what for the Titans? It shows the Titans if Seattle can stop the run because the Titans have a better – what have better offensive weapons than the Seahawks and the Titans have better offensive weapons than the Colts. So now we get to see both defenses and how they handle the other where the Titans are better and superior than both those offensive groups that we can watch. So that's, that's why Seahawks Colts is so important to kind of self scout for week two and week three. And the subtle caveat, how is Carson Wentz moving? The yeah. guy just had surgery on his foot. Like, uh, you know, he, he came back early. Everything seems to – but when you're in full action and people are around your feet, how are you going to perform? I thought Dak did very well. There was one time where I was watching the game last night where Dak, I think two years ago, Dak, he tries to get the edge and tries to run, but instead he pulled back up. But after further review, I think it was just because Shaq Barrett was chasing him. And he knew he wasn't going to be able to outrun Shaq Barrett. Yeah. So I, 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 I corrected myself after I was like, I think he ate it. No, that was just a smart play by Dak. What will Carson Wentz do with that foot? And can he play smart instead of what we kind of know Carson Wentz to play, which is reckless? For sure. So that's the first storyline to watch. Non-Titans is Seahawks-Colts. The second one, because I wanted to cut down the two. I didn't want to have three or four because I could have gone with a bunch of other games. The Dolphins-Patriots is intriguing because the Titans play them both later in the season, but you know they're going to be different teams by the time the Titans face the Dolphins and the Patriots. And I do think uh, the Bills and Steelers are interesting as well. But man, if you're talking about the Titans trying to host an AFC championship game, Zach, then there's one game to pay attention to. And that's Browns Chiefs because you. The, I think a lot of people are so high on the Browns roster this year, what they were able to accomplish, and with Kevin Stefanski's first year uh, through COVID and how he improved Baker's play. The defense has a lot of studs on it as well against Patrick Mahomes, and probably you know I, I want to say are the Chiefs the Super Bowl favorites or the Bucks Super Bowl favorites? So they're pretty even, but. The best team in the AFC is no doubt the Kansas City Chiefs. So you get two heavyweights squaring off in week one in Kansas City. The Chiefs are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I am very, very interested uh, to see what happens in, this, in these two games because 
Those are potential divisional and AFC title game matchups for the Titans in January. Yeah, and look, the Titans, I think, got every – I would say 80% to 85% of the NFL is good, right? I mean, you have the the low – you then know, there's the, the Texans and the Jets and the Jags. <laughs> right? There are those teams, yeah. but, and I'll get to some of those teams here in a second. I think the Titans got a good pick. Like I, I know the Jags are playing the Texans. That's probably the best case scenario for an opening week game, but they got the worst team in a division, right? I mean, the Arizona Cardinals probably be at the NFC the West best, is the, the best, best division, division. Yeah. But they're still the worst. Like they didn't, they didn't get the Rams or the Seahawks. Right. Now, they're going to have right. to play those soon after. But I, I I think that the Titans got a good pick, and the Browns and the Chiefs, they're going to do battle, and I think we're going to learn a lot about the Cleveland Browns just in week one because I think that has a potential to be like a 14-point route by the, the, the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that has a pretty likely potential. Um, I may bet on that. You know, it's five and a half. I would put my my money. I know it's in Cleveland, but I would put my money on the Chiefs. I just no, think it's, that, it's in Kansas City. Oh, it's it. Well, then that justifies it even more. I, that, so, shoot, uh, I may have just change my mortgage pick. Well, I do don't you, know. <laughs> do you remember what happened to the Browns Week One on the road last year? Heavyweight matchup. I know two At, years ago they were run out of their own stadium by the Titans. I uh, know, but last year they were run out of Baltimore, thirty-eight to six. That's right. So Kevin Stefanski's first game was ugly, getting run out by Baltimore, thirty-eight six. I think the Brown the Browns got they're a lot better than that thirty-eight to six loss. But man, I, I it, do the Browns who have not won a Week One game. I want to say since like two thousand five, <laughs> they've tied in Week One before, but they have not won a Week One game in sixteen plus years. I think is the number. They have an opportunity to go head to toe with the best team in the conference and maybe steal one and really come out of the gates with a statement. Will they do it? I doubt it. I would probably pick the Chiefs to win that game. I would I don't think I'd go five and a half, but uh maybe like you know two and a half is probably an alternate spread I might put in a parlay or something or at least the money line. But I, that's the second game behind Seahawks Colts that I'm really intrigued to pay attention to this week. All right, so let's go to Power of the People. What's one thing in the NFL's week one you're most excited to watch? I have uh, an all-encompassing two-game answer, and it is the weirdest answer. I think you're going to be like, really? But this is just this has always been my week one kind of traditional eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is the most – I'm really excited about this. I'm, I mean, I'm giddy. This is literally, this is my favorite weekend. I mean, this is my favorite weekend. Since we can't do Ain't That Good News football is back, like, this is my favorite weekend. Of the weekends. Of all, of all the weekends? weekends. This is my favorite weekend. It always has been and always will be. Because the NFL starts, I get a Thursday nighter, I get all day Saturday for college football to drink a couple of cold Steve Weisers, wake up early, do a little workout, and go watch NFL football all day. Oh, wait, and then come home, sit my ass on the couch, eat some pasta or some feel-good food, and watch Sunday night football. You got you got Mandu on Sunday? I well, I, I've got to figure that out. I've got to okay. figure out my game plan because I've been traveling and uh but yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. I, I tell you this. Sunday morning, uh, I have the nine thirty Mandu slot, so I, I will say that. So nine thirty Mandu pre our, our, our pregame show and coverage at the mainstay. I wouldn't do nine thirty. I would go a little bit earlier, but I, I may do that now. Now I'm intrigued. <laughs> I'm just saying, I've got the nine thirty Mandu slot. Look, Mandu is the I love Mandu because of how the results well, are great. Fifteen minutes, and it's fifteen minutes, right? Like I can literally go get in a great workout. Fifteen minutes of full body electronic muscle stimulation before having to work all day because it makes me feel better. Mandu not only builds functional strength, but it also releases those endorphins that can help me power through a long NFL workday like we're going to have on Sunday. So Mandu.com, your first workout's free. Again, a 15-minute workout simulates five or more hours in the weight room. Your first workout's free at Mandu.com. And after that first free workout, when you sign up and you tell them A to Z Sports sent you, They'll give you $100 off your first month at mandu.com. Go check it out. It's real. Mandu.com. It is eSports. Download the BetMGM app. They are the official title sponsor of this morning show. Use that promo code. They are the king of sports books. And also, for today, $1 Moneyline Wager wins you $100 if either a college football team scores a, t- a touchdown. So that's A-T-O-Z-100, no spaces, A-T-O-Z-100. And they will hook you up there. Download the app today. All right, so the question is, uh, what one thing in the NFL's week one are you most excited to watch? I'm just going to run through some comments, and I'll let Zach give his. Kyle says, Julio's first game is a Titan. I know that's going to be uh, so into- the most highly anticipated season opener for the Titans that I can remember. I mean, it's like, obviously, week one of 99 was big. The first ever game in Adelphia as the Titans. And then the week one the next year after going to the Super Bowl was big. This one's huge. Ed says the new look Rams on Sunday Night Football. Bobby says his fantasy football players. You can just keep that to yourself, though. Uh, Chris says, I'm excited to see Najee Harris just because I think he's going to be a stud. Alex, with a good answer. NFL red zone. I, like... I don't get to watch NFL Red Zone all that much because I'm working. Uh, but whenever the Titans have a, a Sunday night a late kick or a Thursday night, Monday night game, that opening like kickoff of the noon slate of Scott Hansen, eight games kicking off right now, Octobox with the NFL Red Zone is a great feeling. Uh, let's see. Jared says he wants to see how Arthur Smith does in Atlanta. I mean, he doesn't know who they play, but curious to see how they play with his, him as head coach. Uh, I don't remember who the Falcons uh, drew in week one either, but I can look that up real quick. They play uh, the Eagles. The Eagles, which is a winnable game uh, for Arthur Smith out of the gates there. Omar says the Titans defense. Uh, yeah, Steven says the battle of the, of the Alabama quarterbacks, which is very interesting. Mac Jones versus Tua in week one. So speaking of well, – I'll get to that here in a second. I had a weird uh, – football's on the brain around these parts because I went to sleep about 1.30 after last night's game, and I – Dreamt that Jalen Hurts threw or scored seven touchdowns. Wow! In week one, that's weird. Very weird. I don't know why. We'll see what he does. He'll probably <sighs> not uh, score seven. No, I don't think he'll score seven. If but he scores last, three, then that's a great thing for the Eagles. That last comment brings me to what I'm most excited about. Oh. I get the hype. Plus, my 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 team won last night. You know, I'm sleeping easy, resting easy. Outside of Julio Jones and the Titans, because I'm with you guys. I'm ready to see that. I got popcorn ready to pop. Here's my weird thing in week one. I like seeing players, new faces and new places. That's what I like to see. So there's two games, very weird, 
that I'm looking forward to watching on my screen, not NFL Red Zone. I'm actually anti-NFL Red Zone guy. But I'm looking forward to Jets, Panthers, Dolphins, Patriots. Mac Jones, Tua Tungai-Vailoa. You've got Zach Wilson, who I don't feel like anybody's seen play. I mean, BYU sporadically, maybe throughout the years on a, on games randomly. And then you've got Sam Darnold with Matt Rule coming into a, a second season that Christian McCaffrey's healthy and Sam Darnold has been at the Jets in a very bad situation in a poor organization for a long time. And they play each other. And they play each other. I, I, Jets and Panthers, very intrigued. Yeah. Matt Jones, I want to see. I, I think I I think Matt Jones won the job. I don't think he was given the job. I think there was nuance to it. I think COVID can. I don't think that helped his cause. The NFL is forcing your ass to get a vaccine whether you like it or not. And if you don't want to play their game and your name is not Lamar Jackson or a superstar in his prime, your ass is going to get cut or you're not going to be able to play. You're sure as hell not going to be the face of the, the, the team and the quarterback. They're just not going to do that. There's too much money and too many jobs riding on that position. And Cam is a product of that. And you got Fancy Friday or whatever the F he calls it that he's going to come out today and explain what really happened. Cam Newton does a uh, Instagram series, if you don't know what that means. Uh, no, I didn't. So, and he's going to tell all, so I'd be curious that. But Matt Jones, I think the Patriots wanted Matt Jones to play the way that he did in the preseason and in training camp. He did. He got the job. Those are two matchups. And is Tua, does he suck or is he good? I don't think he's great. Is he above average? Is he average or is he bad? Yeah, is he I mean, a game I, manager? I, I is mean, he a I don't, playmaker? I don't think he sucks. He's definitely not great. I, He's just in the middle. But what what is that? What is that worth? I don't know. Right. I don't know either. Like, so that, I, I, I want to know. And yeah. I, I, Zach Wilson, I'm. I think that I, I hate to say this. I think Zach Wilson. I put a ten dollar bet because it was free on him to win Rookie of the Year. Mm, I liked the odds. It was free. And I think that that could make sense to me. Yeah. By the way, uh, breaking news from the chat. Uh, it's Cam Newton already did his fancy Friday, whatever he called it. Uh, BMO give us, uh, giving us the, uh, the rundown. Cam video already out. He said he was released because he's a distraction and will be a distraction anywhere he goes because he's just himself. I mean, yeah, I, I, probably agree with that that makes sense to me because cam newton is a distraction especially with a backup nobody wants the loud not i'm not saying like loud mouth but just loud attention seeking and attention grabbing distraction of a backup quarterback nobody wants that that's why tim tebow was exiled from the league as a quarterback because nobody wanted the tim tebow distraction for a player who doesn't impact the team most of the time now, Cam Newton is the first call somebody's going to make when their starter gets hurt. But they, but when he is a starter, you can have the guy that's the that's the distraction and be okay as long as he's a starter. But as a backup, you can't do that. Like, you cannot be a distraction for your football team. And it is Cam just because he's himself, which is, you know, that's him, right? But he, he has to understand. Was he not himself when he was drafted number one overall? Right. No, that's what I'm saying. As a starter, 
He like you're no, you're Mac Jones won the job. Then Cam Newton was no longer needed in New England as a backup because every time that quarterback makes a mistake, it's Cam's on the sideline, bring Cam in, he can do it, or whatever else. That's just the situation. Louie, you can boo that take all day long if you want to, but I'm not wrong, and I'm not saying I agree with it or disagree with it. I'm just stating what the reality is. No, I, I agree with you. I, reality, I, I actually would double down on that, and I would say the NFL is notorious for ridding itself of distractions. You yes. mentioned Cam Newton. We mentioned Tim Tebow. Let's face it. Colin Kaepernick was a distraction to the NFL. They and, rid and, the, and the, unless, the league rid him of him. And he was because he wasn't a starter at the time, right? His Super Bowl days were behind him. He went to the Super Bowl in 2012 and lost to Joe Flacco because Michael Crabtree didn't catch that fade. After that, and we all know the, the, the surrounding parts around it, but the NFL is notorious for ridding its business of distractions. I'm, if, if you're a starter, right or wrong, it's right. If you're a starter, if you're a starter, you can be allowed to be a distraction to an extent. If you're a backup, no distractions are allowed. Like you're just now you're a problem. I'll give you another example. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler was a distraction in Denver. They shipped his ass away, right? They 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 shipped him to to Chicago. He became eventually a distraction there. They shipped him to Miami, right? Like, uh, you have a, a window. The NFL stands for not for long. Don't be a distraction if you want to sustain your job over a long period of time. If you want to be the world beater and be Cam with the crazy hats and the and look, the, the COVID thing, I – I have my own opinions on that, and I, I don't necessarily like the way that it's handled, but you have to also understand you work for somebody. Your rights as a person deteriorate when you work for somebody. That's why I quit my job. The, the reason why I don't work for anybody anymore is because I don't do well with people telling me what to do. Cam, he's got enough money. He can go do something else, but he ain't going to play in the NFL especially under Bill Belichick or any other coach, and he's going to have to do what they say. He's going to have to get a shot. Yeah. Well, And Danny says, what about Aaron Rodgers this whole offseason? If you play well enough, distractions don't matter. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is a top quarterback in the league. Cam Newton is not anymore. He was in 2015, but hello, it's 2021. Cam Newton is expendable, and that's the unfortunate reality for Cam Newton to know about himself. Okay. This year, Austin, this is a quick random topic that popped in my head. And I'm curious to see what your answer is. Who will have the best season this year? Matt Jones, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, or uh, Trevor Lawrence? Those are the four first round picks, right? Trey Lance. And Trey Lance, I'll throw Trey Lance in there. I don't I, look. Garoppolo may get hurt early, and he may be like the damn thing on fire. So five, fair. All five first rounders who, who will have, will the, have best, the best, not the best career, the best season this year. Mac Jones is playing statistically yeah. on the best team. I, I think it's I think it's Mac Jones because he will have the uh, the least amount of hard times, right? Like, although Justin Fields isn't starting yet, I could see Justin Fields. After the first couple, like I already said this a couple weeks ago, 
my uh, theory on why Justin Fields is not playing week one for the Bears is because they play Aaron Donald in the Rams defense. That just would be a, a bad – that is not setting up your first-round pick quarterback for success to roll him out there for week one, Sunday night football, under the lights. Here's Aaron Donald. Go welcome the NFL. That's just dumb. Sacrifice. Oh, wait, you want to throw the ball? There's Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, sacrifice Andy Dalton QB1 for that. That's perfect, right? I well, think, and then I, they play the Bengals week two. Yeah, so there you and go. And the Lions Justin, a couple weeks later. So that, that's when Justin Fields can get on there. I think Justin Fields um, has the highest ceiling – Man, What's your tough. answer this year? This year, I think it's Mac Jones. I just think he is set up to have the most success because remember all the opt-outs on the Patriots defense last year? It's crazy. And and Josh McDaniels, I, I, I trust the system of the Patriots for him to at least have a pretty solid year. And the Jets are awful. The Jags are awful. So Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence are just going to get beat to a pulp uh, behind zero offensive line and have a bad defense, so they're going to be throwing the ball 45 times a game, which and Trey Lance is an unknown, which is why I go with Mac Jones to have the best year overall this year. I think that's the correct answer, Austin. I want to pick Justin Fields really bad, but Matt Nagy's loyalty to Andy Dalton or Andy Dalton's play prevents me from, from saying Justin Fields. Because yeah. I know Mac Jones is going to play week one. Cam, Cam says Trey Lance has the highest ceiling for sure. I don't know who has the highest ceiling. I think I think, I, I, I agree with that. Uh, Cam, you are getting you are getting the line. Like why? Why? I mean, I'm, I'm genuinely asking why does Trey Lance have the highest ceiling? Because I think Mac Jones has a. I think Trevor Lawrence. I think you know Zach highest, Wilson. Not high. Just, uh, that's what I'm saying. I, I think all of them have very high ceilings. Zach Wilson, I, I think, is very unknown because of his stature or lack of, of his stature and how long he can hang. But I think all of these quarterbacks we're talking about have high ceilings. I don't know why Trey Lance has a higher one than Justin Fields because Trey Lance only played, what, 16 games in college football? So you're saying just because he has more growth? Is that Man, it? I like, want to give another love of the show, but the chat is answering the question. Your question for me. Okay. Kevin, great. That We'll start there. No, he has a good. stable organization. He has an offensive-minded head coach that's not going to leave him in a couple of years very or important. get fired, right? Yeah, very So important. those are two massive things. I think he's got a great team around him. He's got one of the best defenders. You talk about Aaron Donald, Nick Bosa. Yeah, I'm scared of that man. That man is a very good football player on the other side of the ball, and their defense I think is good. I also think that their offense is run-first mentality, and I think that helps a quarterback, especially a mobile quarterback like Trey Lance. He's shown some flashes. I don't want to judge him based on a preseason or training camp uh, going into this season. I do believe he is the most talented and skilled, even more than Trevor Lawrence, because I think the Trevor Lawrence, there's a possibility he could get ruined by a bad organization named the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't think that there's a possibility that Trey Lance gets ruined by an organization named the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Danny says, but I bet Trey Lance will be the last to start this year. Well, <clears throat> let's go back to the 2017 quarterback draft. You had Mitch Trubisky started pretty early. Deshaun Watson started pretty early. And the last guy to start from that first round as a quarterback was Patrick Mahomes. Because it's all about the situation. I think Jimmy Garoppolo, Alex Smith, Spider-Man meme to an extent. And, uh, you know, that's kind of that's kind of the backups that have the ability to 
sit, wait. The coach can be patient, set them up for the best situation to have a successful season. Uh, who uh, Trey, I'm not saying Trey Lance is going to be Patrick Mahomes, but uh, the situation seems similar. Speaking of that, uh, this is Garoppolo's last year, right? I think it is contract. I don't think that he'll be. Uh, I, I think he's got more than that. I'll look it up, though. Maybe so. You know what I could see? I could see Garoppolo. You talked about, and th- you you actually kind of spurred this in my head, is you talked about Alex Smith. Gar- I could see Garoppolo going to the Washington football team or whatever the hell they're going to call themselves uh, next year, the Red he's Wolves. Is that this year and the following year? So I, I don't know the cut or the dead cap or any of that, but uh, the, the the Washington football team, they're in a bad spot because yeah, you know, they're good enough to be eight and eight, nine and seven. Well, I guess eight, nine, nine and eight. I hate that, yeah. but you they're, they're good enough, but they're not good enough to, to really get the quarterback they need to go win, go after Super Bowls. So they may do a band-aid job with Garoppolo because Garoppolo I think it's better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think it has a higher ceiling than Ryan Fitzpatrick. I've got another team, too. Uh, so Garoppolo has this year, he's, <clears throat> his cap hits 27. Uh, his dead cap um, after this season is only 1.4. So they could cut him in, after this season, or they could try to trade him. But you know, with only one year left and 1.4 million, uh, you might as well cut him, right? Uh, but another team that I think he could land on, same division, Giants. If you look at what the Giants are trying to do, Daniel Jones is in that, what, third year where you have to – it's boom or bust for Daniel Jones. And so if he flops, then maybe Garoppolo can come in and help the Giants out. Danny hadn't spent a dime yet. <laughs> like, Danny Dimes, that's fun for New Yorkers to say, but he hadn't done a damn thing. This is his year. He's got his running yeah. back back, uh, but the Giants got a long way to go. Yeah, but boomer bust for Daniel Jones because in in uh, what May they have to pick up his fifth year option or not, and so do they want to roll with Daniel Jones or maybe bring in Jimmy Garoppolo and, and move on, whatever and it might be. Last thing on that, we're in a, a football era that is what have you done for me lately, and they're okay to move on with another quarterback. We saw. Yeah. You know, Josh Rosen, bye, bye. You're not the guy. Let's get, get Kyler Murray. Uh, you know, they'll move on from you real quick. They don't have a problem with that. Gotcha. Good deal. All right, A to Z Sports. Zach, you ready for our, our college football picks for the week? I am. SEC picks week two. Coming up, we've got five games in the SEC we're picking this week. Uh, and also our mortgage picks where hopefully uh, we each are more successful with our mortgage picks this week compared to last week. But, Zach, tell everybody uh, about Calvin and Suttle. Yeah, Calvin and Suttle is where you need to go to get your new hardwood floor. 615-448-6414 or online at calvinandsuttle.com. They got you covered. Ripped up that old carpet. Go talk to your wife today going into the weekend. You want to drink cold beer all weekend? Tell her, hey, we're getting our new hardwood floors. That's a good way to spend the weekend enjoying some football. The best weekend of any weekend of all weekends of all year. Yeah. Think about it. Take a second. And then call 615-448-6414 or online at calvinandsuttle.com. We feature their hardwood floors all the time on A to Z Sports. And if you're looking to renovate your home, there is one place to go and the only place to go, and that's Calvin and Suttle. BetMGM, download the app today for the BetMGM app. When you do, Use our code ATOZ100. That's ATOZ100 today, and you get 
a one dollar money line wager on college foot any college football game will win you one hundred dollars if either team in that game scores a touchdown. So jump on that again. That's code ATOZ one hundred when you download the app, make your first deposit, and then a one dollar money line wager on any college football game wins you one hundred bucks when a touchdown is scored. Easy $100 for you to help build that BetMGM bankroll for the football season. Code ATOZ100 after that download and that first deposit in the BetMGM app. Zach, it is time for SEC picks. We've also got Alan Bell and Brian Edwards coming up today at 2 o'clock Central Time. I've already seen the rundown. They've got a a parlay for the weekend. Uh, They've got uh, college football and NFL locks from Allen and Brian. They had good weekends last weekend for for college football. NFL, big slate coming up for A to Z Sports Picks at 2 o'clock Central Time today on the same channels you're watching right now. All right, SEC Picks Week 2. Last week, Zach, I went 3-3. and You went four and two. Uh, Man, that Ole Miss, that would have been huge to go six and oh. Yeah, we each missed our mortgage pick, which if you're new to the show, our mortgage pick uh, is worth two points. So we both lost it. So that counts as two points as a loss. Uh, So the only difference is I picked LSU minus two. You picked UCLA. UCLA won. So that's the difference in my three and three and your four and two because we both whiffed on the mortgage. All right. First game, local in Knoxville. Pitt, minus three at Tennessee. Zach, I'm going to go ahead and, and jump out and do this myself. This was the easiest decision I've made. It's Pitt plus, uh, minus three. That's the pick. Uh, Tennessee's got some potential COVID itch- situations with its starting running back, Tyon Evans, who led them in rushing last week, had a great game uh, against Bowling Green. I, I don't trust Joe Milton and the offense to be consistent against an actual college football team. And the defense was very untested last week against Bowling Green. I don't know what they can do against a pit team that, that's returning like a six year senior quarterback and a lot of starters from last year. So pit minus three is the pick for me. I'm going the other direction. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going Tennessee. I think Tennessee has an opportunity to win this game too. The money line I think is like plus 125. It's gone down. Like it was at like plus 150 and it's working its way towards even money. And I've been bent over by Tennessee many times doing this. But I'm going Tennessee. I'll take I'll take the points. Okay. I think that they can win. Why? Like what what do you think separates Tennessee from Pitt? How do they win this game? I think that they got their sea legs under them last week. I think that they can correct. They needed something on paper on film with a new coach. There's two way and I think anybody any football knowledgeable person would tell you this. When you have a new coach, there's Two sides of coaching, or there's more than two, there's probably three yeah. sides of coaching, especially with a new coach going into the season in preparation, in game coaching, and then out of that game, what did you learn? Right? What is your retention rate? Sure. How did the coaches teach that? I've always been, and I don't know why, I, I was not high on Jeremy Pruitt even when they hired him. I thought that that was just a last girl at the dance to go home with like that. It didn't work. End up 
they cheated. I liked Heupel. I thought that this time around they at least had a direction. Whether they fail or or, or it works, I, I they went after a program that had success, that being Central Florida. It didn't work for Nebraska in Scott Frost. Mm. But I like Danny White. I thought I I thought that he had I liked it. Yeah. Heupel, I think, can build on this. I'm taking Tennessee. I, I may be kicking myself, but I'm okay going into the weekend with that. So, uh, Zach is Tennessee plus three. I am Pitt minus three. I just think three is too little. I think Pitt wins the game in three. If it was like, I think Tennessee plus five is something I would probably have to consider, but three is too. The, the line changed because I saw it was three and a half at one point. I looked at bet, all these lines I've got from BetMGM uh, this morning, right? Yeah. I, I sent you the email like 530. No, no, I, I know. <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah. I, I know. All right, so uh, we're split on that one. Okay, two teams that probably had the most embarrassing weeks last week. Vandy and Colorado State each lost to an FCS opponent. Now Vandy goes to Colorado State for a 9 p.m. Central kickoff. The Rams of Colorado State are a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Zach, what are you doing here? (laughs) I I don't don't know. This is the shot in the dark. Six and a half. Colorado State. That's what I was going to go. Uh, it, it's more than I think. Colorado, I think Colorado State wins by a touchdown against Vandy, who scored a measly three points against ETSU. I, I just, oh god, I mean, the Vandy situation is absolute hot garbage. Okay, quickly. well they're starting literally below sea level. Like they're they haven't even you talk about brick by brick, building a foundation, trying to do all that jazz. They haven't even begun that process. They haven't even dug up the dirt to start building the foundation. Well, the problem is they don't have enough bricks or supplies to build a house. And they're going to have to be piecing that together for a long time. I, I I don't know. I have no idea. The problem is they – I understood the strategy. They went back to Clark Lee's look of his Vandy days. You know, the retro black and gold, gold pants, gold helmet. They look like that version of Andy. <laughs> I'll say this. I'll say this, Zach, and I don't know if you agree with me. Uh, Will Healy doesn't lose that game to ETSU. That's how I feel uh, about it. That, you, that, he just beat Duke. That, I, I get it. Beat Duke. For different players, bro. I'm just you just saying, have a hard-on for Healy. I, 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 like, I like Healy. I definitely have a hard-on for Will Healy, but and I'm I, not shying away from it. We'll I see where he goes. I, I, Will I think Healy, that's a little much. Will Healy does not lose that game to ETSU because he has his team more ready to play that game where Clark Lee literally admitted yesterday that his team was was overlooking and expecting ETSU to roll over. So Will Healy wins that game. That's all I got to say about that. Okay. I give you a, a MacBook or Macintosh from 2003. See if you can do this show as efficiently. You can't. And that's what <laughs> Healy would be doing. Okay. UAB at Georgia. Georgia beat Clemson last week at 10 to 3. Georgia is a 24 and a half point favorite. So UAB at Georgia. Georgia minus 24 and a half. Zach, I'll start this one. Georgia wins this game, but I think 24 and a half is too much. I know Clemson's defense is a lot, it's pretty good, uh, but Georgia's offense struggled. I think UAB is uh, being overlooked here. I, I think UAB covers a 24 and a half. 
Georgia will try to take some out some frustration, but UAB is a pretty good team. So I'm taking the Blazers plus 24 and a half. Man, I, I, Half of me feels like Georgia is just going to dog stomp them, right? Because it's in Athens, right? Yeah. They, I don't know how good Clemson's defense was, right? That's a big – that is decides this We think it's good. Bet. Yeah, you're right. We think it's pretty good, but we have – you're right. We don't know. I'll take uh, – I, I think I'm with you. I can't do it. I, I, I think UAB is – I, I kind of agree with a little bit of the chat. They're a good team. They're not a great team, but they're good enough to cover. I'll I was, UAB. I, as soon as I saw 24 and a half, I was like, oh, man, that's surprising. Because UAB uh, won their conference last year, six and three. They're building something nice down there. All right, Texas at Arkansas. The Longhorns minus seven on the road uh, to Arkansas. Texas won. They beat Louisiana, who was ranked last week. Arkansas stumbled a little bit out of the gates uh, last week. But Texas Minus seven at Arkansas. So I watched Texas, right? You I, did. I, I, I give you watched my, them last week or you watched them in general? I watched them in general and I watched them last week. Right. Because uh, I had a bet on Texas and I learned a little bit. I like this Hudson card character. Texas boy, right? Texas name. Like Texas quarterbacks always have the most Texas The Hudson Colt. I mean, that, right? Uh, it's just, that, that's what it is. Uh, who was... Uh, who's the one? Who's the guy that uh, Boucher or uh, Michelle Boucher? What was his first name? I don't know. He wasn't He's in the NFL now. The yeah. backup. Um, Shane Shane Boucher Shane Bruchel. I think that's right. Uh, he didn't work out, but Hudson Card. <laughs> Man, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna get. Screwed by UT, double UTs this weekend. Yeah, or I, I could I, thrive. <laughs> I'm going to take, I hate the line being seven, but I'm going to take Texas. Yeah, BetMGM has it at seven, and I, I like it at seven. Uh, anything bigger than that, I probably would pick Arkansas to cover. Arkansas uh, was not super impressive last week, and so I, I'm taking Texas as well. Uh, last SEC game that we have before we get to our mortgage picks, Zach, this is a big game, like sneaky big game week two in the SEC for kind of how the the beyond Georgia, Florida will play out in the East. Mizzou at Kentucky, Kentucky minus five. I watched a little bit of that Missouri game last week against Central Michigan. Missouri uh, was thankful that they got away with a win there. True. And they, they I did not expect Eli Drinkwitz's team to be playing that that poorly uh, and that sloppy. And Kentucky, they looked like they can throw the football for the first time since Andre Woodson was the quarterback in 2009. So I, I, I think Kentucky wins this game. I'm going Cats minus five. I already had this circle before the show. Cats minus five. Uh, over over the other cats, the Tigers. I'll take Missouri. I think okay. Missouri's going to bounce back. I, like last year, uh, don't tell me that Arkansas and Missouri were complete and utter phonies, right? Because they played okay football. They they saw some shed of light. I think that this game is close. I'm not picking Missouri to win, but I could see it being a three-point game. Plus five? Yeah. I got you. All right, so basically we are the same on – we both picked Colorado State minus six and a half, UAB plus 24 and a half, 
and Texas minus seven. I had Pitt minus three. You've got Tennessee plus three. I've got Kentucky minus five. You've got Mizzou uh, plus five. Zach's picking up three dogs to cover uh, this week. So I'll let you lead off with your mortgage pick of the week presented by BetMGM. What are you uh, doubling down on today? So I – and this is a team where I won money on last week. This is going to be a good game. This is a marquee game. This is a game that I'll watch. The Iowa Hawkeyes and the Iowa State Cyclones. I ain't talking about Seneca Wallace, my friend. I think this is going to be – and I, I have seen this a couple of places, but I, I kind of – when I went over the, the schedule earlier this week, I usually look at the college football slate early and see – get me revved up. Yeah. I think this is going to be a drag them out type game. Okay. I think I'm going to go under on Iowa, Iowa State. I saw it and I just, I, I saw it at 46 and a half. Ooh, 46 and a half. <laughs> yes. Okay. 46, under 46 and a half. That's the pick. Yes. Number 10 versus number nine. I think. This is going to be a grounded pound type game. And in college football, if you run the football, that clock goes quick. Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm going back to the well with my mortgage pick. Is that I'm learning from that well last week. Last week, I got sick from drinking from the well. This week, I'm just going to take the water out and throw it away. Uh, I am going back to Wisconsin because I know that Graham Mertz is a terrible quarterback for Wisconsin. And I'm taking Wisconsin Eastern Michigan under 52 because that was a 16 to 10 game with Wisconsin Penn state last week. And it was so disgusting. Wisconsin cannot throw the ball to save their lives. Graham Mertz sucks. He is terrible. <laughs> he made so he had like so many stupid mistakes and Eastern Michigan's not very good. And I went back and looked. Eastern Michigan blew out their opponent last week, who's basically the school of the blind, but they had four touchdown runs. The longest scoring play they had, four yards. They scored from one yard, from two yards, and twice from four yards. So I don't think Eastern Michigan's going to put up any points because Wisconsin's got a good defense. So Wisconsin, Eastern Michigan, under 52, my mortgage pick of the week. So if this is an eye test based on what you saw. Yeah, Graham Mertz, the worst quarterback <laughs> play I saw all last weekend. That was funny because I, I I had my money was on Penn State, and I had I felt good about that because I I actually played it up to like seven and a half. I think it was five and a half. Yes, and so I I won again. I doubled my money last Wisconsin. Week Wisconsin should have won that game easily. Easily, they missed the field goal in the red zone. Graham Mertz fumbled twice. Uh, inside the 10-yard line. They had first and goal at the one or two-yard line three times, got zero points. Like, that was so, so awful of quarterback play. He had multiple intentional groundings. He threw two interceptions to kill the game. He's just really bad. And and so that's where I'm going to go. Uh, with I Wisconsin actually think East that this is a game where you're going to find more points, but why? Then 52, I, I but I also, I, but Wisconsin's defense is legitimate. Their defense is good. They only gave up 16. So Wisconsin might score 30 or 35, but I don't think Eastern Michigan's making up the difference to get to 52. So I'm going under 52 with that game. We'll find out. Oh, 
Omar, uh, Corey Davis went to uh, Western Michigan, not Eastern, but it's kind of close. You know who went to Eastern Michigan? No. From the Titans? Yeah. Uh, defensive lineman? Oh, wait. I think I got this mixed up. Jason Jones? You know who it is? Who I was thinking of? Who? Eastern Washington. Yeah, yeah. Michael Ruse went to Eastern Washington. Yeah, the red. Because they're red. Because they're all, yeah. I think their uh, field is red. Their, their turf is red, and their stadium is named after Michael Ruse. Chris Johnson went to Eastern Carolina. or East Yeah, Carolina. I don't know who went to Eastern Michigan. I think Jason Jones did. So good job. You got that right. <laughs> don't don't mess with me. <laughs> well, I got you on back-to-back Super Bowls yesterday. Ah, and then you got Eastern one the Michigan other day. Eagle. <laughs> Eastern Michigan Eagle, Jason Jones. <laughs> Jason, Jason Jones. Jones. Jason Jones is a good player. Third round pick uh for the Titans. Uh good good player there. Uh, back in the day. He's 35 years old. Uh, time moves. All right, guys. So uh, we are now moving on. Let's wrap up this week with Ain't That Good News. Ain't That Good News every Friday to send us the weekend. But real quick, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com, the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Just go to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways you can use them to your benefit to create extra income, extra cash flow, and help you start that retirement plan. Because a great way to learn, learn, earn long-term wealth is through equity of owning property and Renters Warehouse does all of the hard work for you. You just get paid. That's it. Renters Warehouse does everything for one low flat rate a month at RentersWarehouse.com. A to Z Sports, we're powered by BetMGM. Download the app today on your app store. Use that promo code. We've got you hooked up. And especially today, speaking of college football, ATOZ100, no spaces, ATOZ100, $1 money line wager will win you $100 if either college football team scores a touchdown. So use that promo code for new users. They got you hooked up. Sure do. It is time for Ain't That Good News. I'll let you start. You're in Dallas. Uh, you're headed home later this morning, I believe. Uh, but you've been in Dallas for most of this week, getting us ready for last night's Thursday night football opener for the Cowboys and our game day show with Will Steele and Jesse Holly. So I will let you start with your good news. Yeah, well, my good news actually goes to that because after last night calculating all of them, man, it was a a it was a success. I'm very proud. I'll just go ahead and kind of introduce you guys to some of our team. I mean, we, A to Z Sports is probably pushing 25 employees. These are a good core group, but it goes beyond this. But last night, we got Will Steele on the left, who is our, our morning show host. Nick Wallace, who is our sales, uh, our sales associate right here in Dallas. You see me right there in the middle. And then Jesse Holly, former Dallas Cowboys uh, wide receiver, that is my good news. Over 16,000 views yesterday and last night for just the pregame halftime and postgame show as we we officially launch that endeavor and that market heading into this year. This is our first game. We hadn't even started the season, and we had 16,000 views on our pregame halftime and postgame show. And the best thing that I think for me and us and our company and what we've been building here – it's, I mean, it is hard work. I don't want to deny that. But 
the whole goal of A to Z sports is bigger than just talking Titans or me and Austin arguing. It's grown to we are trying to give more people the experience of what you guys experience every single morning. It's just trying to spread the wealth of being a part of somebody's day in a different way and not listening to the radio or turning on the TV. Um, and, man, we're really proud of what we built. And my good news, 16K week one. Sky's yeah, the limit. That's I think awesome. We're, just, just like the, the picture goes, we're trending up from left to right. We're yeah, trending I, up. I got questions on this picture. So Jesse Holly is obviously a former NFL player. You're a pretty big – like you're what, like 6'2"? Uh, yeah, six two and a half. So six two, six three, with tennis shoes on, right? So, how how tall is Jesse Holly? I mean, he's got to be. Well, we can look it up. He's got to be. I mean, because he's he is also like hunched over towards you. <laughs> so, and then like Will Steele, I've never seen Will Steele in person. I've only talked with him over the last handful of months since like March. Uh, we've been talking with Will, uh, just via Zoom, right? So. Jesse's a big dude. You guys stair stepped it pretty well right there in that photo. And we didn't even know that. We we looked at the photo, <laughs> and that's when we figured it out. But Jesse is big. I mean, he's a big dude. He is a big dude, right? Because he, he also played. He also played college basketball at UNC. So like, yeah. big dude overall. Uh, but no, I watched. Uh, I watched a, a decent chunk of the pregame show. I watched some of the uh, halftime show. And post game, I was asleep uh, right after that final whistle went. Uh, but no, I think uh, I think uh, that was a it was it was really fun to watch. It, I it looked fantastic with their setup there uh, at Texas Live in the brewery, and so it's just the beginning um, of really what this company's vision is to have it play out. So big night last night uh, for A to Z Sports uh, as a whole, as A to Z Sports Dallas got going. And just to remind you guys on Sunday, uh, we've got our, uh, Titan coverage live at the mainstay with pregame at 1130 halftime show, postgame show. So if you're going to the Cardinals game, come to the mainstay before and after come hang out with us there at the mainstay right off of main street and spring street, like two blocks away from Nissan stadium. Uh, let's see. Kelkins is throwing shade on Zach on a Friday for clarifying your extra half inch of height. Uh, Steph Dobbs thinking Jess is like six, four. So uh, other good news to read um, here this morning. Lucas says, good news. He got the first leg of his parlay last night. Nine more legs to go. <laughs> I, I was, I also had the bucks in a five leg parlay in the NFL. And so I, I was kind of sweating that last night. I was like, damn, I thought that was going to be an easier leg. Sean says his son won his first game back since the COVID outbreak at the house. He played a really good game with only one practice in nearly two weeks. They won 21 nothing against their rival school. Well, apparently yeah, shout Sean, out to Sean. We know he's been struggling with COVID uh, over the last week or so. So good to, to see that the family is back up and running. Uh, yeah. Like he, and, and while we're on the topic, uh, shout out to Terry McCormick, who uh, mentioned last night on Twitter that he is battling COVID. Looked like Terry was in the hospital. So Terry McCormick, longtime beat writer of the Tennessee Titans, uh, working uh, through COVID. So hopefully Terry gets back out there covering the team uh, sooner rather than later. So I uh, hope Terry fights through that and gets better. Didn't want to mention that. Uh, my good news, Zach, uh, is football related just as yours, but it's not about the game that I'm going to be watching. But uh, one of our friends, Travis Haney, moved back to Nashville after being out of Nashville for, what, three years or so. 
Travis and I going to go watch Vols Pit tomorrow. So getting to hang out with Travis for the first time in a while. Travis was the officiant at our wedding. So good to see him uh, tomorrow. Looking He's a big to Healy guy too. Yes, big Healy guy. Uh, so I will bring up, I will tell Travis, like, Will Healy wins that game. Will Healy beats ETSU. Oh, of course. Of course. It's like asking uh, your buddy if you guys were the baddest in high school. Of course we were. Yeah, absolutely. I, I stand. I, I I thought about tweeting that over the weekend. Will Healy beats ETSU, but I was like, I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> too, yeah, it's too far-fetched. We'll see what Clark Lee can follow up. He, if, he, if he loses to Colorado State, uh, that's unacceptable. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Hope you guys have a great weekend of football. I mentioned uh, at 11.30 for our Titans pregame show at the mainstay. But, um, guys, uh, Big Orange halftime and postgame show with Jonathan Crompton and Charlie Burris will be live at halftime of the Vols pit game tomorrow with a postgame show directly after that game. Look, nobody can break down Vols quarterback play like Jonathan Crompton. He does a great job at that. I think Joe Milton gives him an opportunity to kind of flex his knowledge on the position. And Charlie Burris does a great job, too, uh, of hosting that show. So a lot of stuff going on. A to Z is live seven days a week now, moving forward. No wow. days off. That is uh, that is true. Yeah. All right, guys. Hope you have a great weekend. We will see you Sunday live at the Mainstay for Titans Cardinals. Appreciate it. Adios.